Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of this Sample Hour. I'm happy to have my guests here. We're doing a live podcast for the first time in a long time with some video, too. And uh, this gentleman, um, when I first came across sustainable ag and really wanted to start doing urban farming, um, what you guys are doing here in Columbus was one of the things that my friend Joel told me about that was like, whoa, you can do that. Because I remember looking into uh, earth ships and everything else like that and how people collect rainwater. And I was like, you know, why would I, maybe I could just buy an old house and do the same thing. And I remember wondering what how you would go about doing that and everything that joel told me you guys did that and i was like wow this blows me away but i'm here with jonathan meyer of the rain brothers how you doing today jonathan i'm doing great thank you how are you doing <laughs> i'm doing good man doing good it's it's good to good to be here it's good to connect when well, i emailed you a while back and you and i both got busy and then we were like yes, i was like definitely. it's the winter time so i was hoping like maybe jonathan's not as busy right now yeah. but uh really you know i like to you know, I want to focus, we're trying to focus more on local businesses with the podcast. I, I talked to a lot of people on Skype. And one thing that I like to always ask people was, you know, how you got started. So maybe real quick, if you could tell the audience a little bit about your guys' company and what you guys do. Absolutely. We have been in business uh, 10 years, actually. Um, we we started, I, I come from a long line of well drillers, uh, water well drillers, dating back to my great-grandfather, uh, so water's kind of always been in the family, been real important. Um, uh, back when my great-grandfather was drilling wells, they were drilling out in South Dakota where the water was 2,500 feet down, uh, and it took literally a week working around the clock to drill one well. Um, so water was always valued uh, in the in the family. And uh, I was actually doing some urban farming uh, on the east side. Uh, I, I was working with an organization called Four Seasons City Farm. Okay, yeah, uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. We had um, about three acres in the city under cultivation, uh, and we were doing uh, farmers markets in low-income areas, um, trying to increase food access. And uh, we were having a hard time getting water supplies because uh, the lots that we were farming were out, out in the open. They didn't have any water taps. Um, so we started actually building rainwater collection systems, uh, doing that work. And as we built them, people were requesting, Hey, can you, can you do some of that for me? And, yeah. and it, it honestly grew into a business out of that. Uh, and, and it's, it's been, uh, you know, we, again, I was passionate about water beforehand, but grew in gravitated towards, uh, rainwater collection and cisterns and trying to really, um, understand, uh, different systems try to master the 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 installation just to um because i i was in love with it so much and it quickly grew into a passion so yeah uh we've been going going Seven ever years. since yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so when you guys are doing the lots where you guys getting the lots through the city i actually have a public lot now and i was like even looking because there's no water and i was just like man i don't know how i could collect water here and i know because you guys were were you guys donating the big sister the big uh collections or there was a grant in place for us to get the big water collection tanks for the city? Yeah, currently the city does have a program where you can get, uh, where you can essentially use a, a, a rain tank for uh, for free, I believe, uh, yeah. for if you're doing urban farming. Back then, we, we were leasing a lot of the lots uh, through the land bank program, dollar a year, great, yeah. great program. We had some uh, public support where we were, we had a half acre production site that was 
that uh, a, an organization let us use uh, for for agricultural uses and um, but the the rain collection systems back then were, were very rudimentary um, and we didn't have the the tanks readily available until we actually established ourselves as a business that's pretty that's pretty interesting um so what brought you to Columbus because you told me before you're originally from Minnesota I am. your family is a long line of uh, water drillers in, in exactly. uh, South Dakota. There's, we were looking at a picture there earlier. And you said that there was a difference, but um, so what brought you to Columbus? Yeah, I, I grew up in rural Minnesota, small, very small town, um, and I wound up in Columbus kind of out of a fluke. Actually, uh, I was um, seeing someone at the time, and and she <laughs> she got a position here in, in uh, Columbus, and I I kind of followed and um, was and actually uh, I I fell in love with the city and yeah. I didn't, I didn't anticipate being here, but I've been here, uh, 14 years now. Yeah. yeah I love, I love Columbus. It's, uh, it really, I, I talked to my friend about it a lot. Like, uh, he's a, he's a blog writer and he, he writes about, we, and we always, I'll have him on the podcast regularly. We'll talk about entrepreneurship and Columbus is really like an Island for entrepreneurship in the Midwest. And I think that's what like makes it cool that there is like a there's a market here for for really sustainable ag and, and businesses like yours and why i'm trying to do urban farming and everything else like that and i think uh you know this the city one thing that a lot of people don't know is like our city is like the number one test market for fa- for food and fashion and apparently if it can succeed in columbus it will su- it, the only two places it won't succeed is la and new york city <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah, it's right. it's kind of weird because we're in the middle of you know if you go outside of ohio i mean it's just farmland everywhere until you get to dayton cleveland cincinnati or toledo absolutely or absolutely. akron so it's 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 something that to me you know i, I feel like our state um it's something we need to embrace is farming. And I mean, we need to, and I think for me, you know, in really understanding the way water works and collecting water. And I think that's, that's like the biggest, uh, for me, kind of like, uh, you know, and I, cause I still don't totally understand how it works. Like, yeah, absolutely. Cause I, I think a lot of times with like rain barrels and stuff, I, I struggle kind of with, uh, with, for me is, you know, we get so much rainfall here in Ohio. So like with rain barrels, like how to properly use a rain barrel and other things like that. Um, do you do you kind of know where I'm coming from when I say that? Yes, I do. Definitely. Yeah. So like, what do you, I mean, because I guess where I'm trying to go with this is that, you know, where you really can use, We, I mean, there's enough rainfall to where you really could convert your house to run on rainwater, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. So how did you, um, I know it, it's kind of like, we're kind of bounced around here, but, uh, how did you come to figure out how to do that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. We uh, slowly, so when we first started off, we were doing small scale systems, um, doing a lot of irrigation, especially if, uh, for agricultural uses, uses, um, and uh, started doing uh, uh, working with a company out of Ashland, Ohio, uh, that specializes in, in agricultural irrigation, doing large scale irrigation of of uh, of organic farms, uh, vegetable farms around Ohio. And then, uh, we, we discovered the need for larger systems, started installing them, had some ba- a little bit of background in that. Um, and really, uh, since then have gravitated more towards, uh, 
uh, rainwater supplies for primary water usage uh, yeah. for, for a home, um, trying to build resiliency within uh, not only our immediate community, but also within the state, within the region. And uh, really in light of, you know, Flint, Michigan, uh, the water crisis up there or, yeah. or North Carolina where they have coal ash in the water, it's really becoming apparent that not only is rainwater important for irrigation, for creating sustainable pockets uh, for agriculture, but it's also vital for creating a fresh water supply, knowing how to create a fresh water supply out of essentially nothing, uh, utilizing uh, the sky (laughs) to to harvest water and filter it down to get it to a point where it's healthy drinking water. Uh, And and we're we're really starting to come uh, to to understand that that, um, even though we've wanted to, honestly, we've wanted to stop the business closed down any number of times, but really starting to feel like, okay, we have to keep going yeah. um, uh, to to be able to, to know how to do this skill set, uh, to create a water source out of, out of nothing, essentially, uh, for, you know, hopefully for preparedness. Uh, yeah, for- no, I, I agree. Like, I think, um, and when you say, like, the business thing, like, you know, because you've been doing this for 10 years, like, how long did it really take you to kind of find your niche and kind of get there? Because you were, because I mean, to me, like that's, that's the most interesting thing to me. That's why I kind of want to bring it up there, but I'm sure it took you a long time to kind of get on that path to figure out, okay, this is really what we should be focusing on. Like, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And honestly, if I were to be honest, uh, I would say that we're just now starting yeah. to come to to carve out that niche. We, I mean, certainly rainwater has always been our niche, but we've always had to, as we're building the business, we're trying to build it from scratch. I mean, we, we were operating out of our backyard literally yeah. for the first year, two years of, of our company. Uh, and um, trying to build a business with, you know, zero credit history. Uh, I was, I was in my early twenties when, when we started it, uh, and, um, not knowing how to navigate that business world, um, we had to supplement with other types of work. We were doing contracted work in other areas. We were picking up jobs in the winter time, uh, working other jobs to, to try to just sustain ourselves and, and keep up with the, the business end of things. So it's really now we've, we've, I think at least I personally have embraced the, the, the business as, as a, as more of a, of a, an important, um, vocation, uh, for myself and, and wanting to, um, utilize our business resources to really, uh, build up the community, build up resiliency throughout the, the region. So, so yeah, I would say just now we're coming to, <laughs> coming to terms with that. And well, I mean, it's, it. it's really interesting though. Um, I feel like I say that all the time, but I mean, it, to me, it really is because, uh, you know, if you were to like, let's say I, you, you bought an old house because like something for me is, I mean, you can go to my neighborhood in North Linden. Like my, my buddy bought my house for like $8,000. Yeah, absolutely. And then he put another 10,000 into it and it's a nice house now. And I, and that's like a, he was really lucky with that. Cause it was like, a, it was a pile of junk, but I mean, yeah. even in this neighborhood, I mean, you can find houses in this neighborhood where your, where your office is, is located for really cheap. Yes. It might not be the nicest neighborhood, but if you really wanted to, you could, you could literally buy a house for cheap and then, then kind of retrofit it for, for, to collect water and run off it. Like how, um, I guess, how, how would you, what is the process to make a house run off rainwater? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And, uh, actually, um, you, you mentioned the older houses and renovating them. Uh, a little known fact is that, uh, 
houses, especially in this area in Ohio and in Columbus specifically, houses built before 1920s, um, almost guarantee, uh, I almost guarantee that they, they have a cistern already on site, that there's, there's already old infrastructure existing where uh, before 1920, cisterns were a primary water supply for most of these houses. So we go into areas like German Village uh, or near east side or here in the near west side. Um, we've we've come across old brick cisterns in the ground already. So we do a lot of rehabilitation of those uh, of those existing systems. Uh, so so the cisterns were basically when they got plumbing, they just kind of bricked off those those old cisterns and just said, we don't need this anymore. They they would. Um, yeah, exactly. They when when city plumbing came in, when when uh, the city started to, to supply water, uh, yeah, a lot of the cisterns were filled in. Um, some of them were used for just dumping. Uh, you know, if the if the house was being renovated, the contractor would just dump all the debris in that cistern. But a lot of places, you know, a lot of homeowners we've encountered, they don't even know the cistern is there. Yeah. It's been buried. It's in a crawl space. It's underground. The cap is covered. Uh, uh, so. You know, it's been an interesting process to encounter homeowners who just now discover the cistern, and a lot. Of, and in some cases, uh, it's it's still cleared out. Sometimes they still have water in them. Um, so it's it's really so. So certainly, we try to look for the existing infrastructure if we're planning a new system, a new installation. But really, our you'd asked about the installation process and how yeah. we come how we come across. Um, uh, putting in a system and, and really we're trying to pinpoint exactly what the end goal is for the system. If it's to irrigate, um, we size it a certain way. Irrigation uses a lot of water. Uh, I think a lot of our customers are surprised by the amount of water that a typical irrigation system uses. Yeah. So we have to size it differently than we would say if they were wanting an emergency water supply for for you know backup just to, in case um, in case there's another flint here in in Columbus. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, or if we're putting in a, a drinking water system, we have to we have to size it back from the water usage standpoint and and calculate you know annual rainfall, certainly monthly rainfall, how big the the roof is, uh, whether it can support uh, system X or system Y. Um, so yeah, there 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 are a series of calculations involved, and in, and it's. Um, and you developed all these systems, you guys and your company. We did. We I, I was I was trained. I did a lot of uh, certification work through the American Rainwater Catchment Systems Association. It's kind of a long, <laughs> long uh, organization name, but uh, I did uh, some training down there. But yes, it was a lot of trial and error on our part locally. Uh, because a lot of the rain systems that are implemented currently in the United States are in regions of drought. Uh, so in the south and uh, out west, not so much in the northern climate. Yeah. So we really did have to. And, and of course, again, there's, there's this huge infrastructure that's already in place. Uh, old cisterns and in old homes um, and in rural areas of Ohio where they can't drill wells or they can't find water. It's like a, a dead bi- business kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like an art form that's kind of it's a skill set that's gone away to the past. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you were saying, and and I don't think you said it on the, on the podcast yet. And if you did, I'm sorry. Um, 
like in that photo, like that that well is like you said, it's two hundred and fifty feet. Deep. No, twenty five hundred feet deep. Yeah, twenty five hundred feet yeah, deep. And, and a normal well in Ohio is how big? About fifty feet uh, on average. Anywhere from fifty to one hundred and fifty feet is is pretty average. And now, why is that? There, so the there the water table is more readily available here. Um, there's a more active aquifer system here than there is in South Dakota um, or out west, where the aquifer is much deeper. Um, um, and and also, what's a real quick? What's an aquifer? Yeah, it's it's just an underground water supply. Okay. Um, and, and and certainly as time progresses, the the uh, the deeper the aquifer, the longer it takes to replenish. So uh, with agricultural use out west, um, really drawing drawing down that aquifer, people uh, find themselves having to dig new wells to go deeper and deeper to find a water supply. Um, so again, cisterns are really, uh, in a lot of cases, the only viable option for a consistent water supply for a household, and which is why in, even in South Dakota, my family out there had cisterns in addition to a well. They would, they would use cisterns for bathing, for washing clothes, for doing you know, cooking, things like that. They would try to use that cistern water as much as possible and the well as a backup. Um, so yeah, we, and, and, that, and again, even out west, that the, the people installing the cisterns or maintaining them um, really kind of that, that generation kind of died off. So we found ourselves uh, kind of on the, on the edge in a lot of ways of, an, of a new generation trying to yeah. continue that lineage of, of uh, creating these water systems. That's so, that's so cool, man. I mean, you're, you're a pioneer to a new old business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, and, uh, that, gotta, I, and I don't mean gotta, to be, you got to take all the lashes along the way too. <laughs> yes. It has been a learning curve, uh, undoubtedly. Um, but, but I don't mean to be disingenuous in, because we have had a lot of mentors and a yeah. lot of people who are, who have expertise in other areas in, in pumping systems, in, in excavation work, who, who have guided us along the way and, and really, uh, mentored us into the business that, that we're becoming that's awesome so how many how many houses like when you when somebody when you're doing this cistern work like how many people are like you know i just want to drink rainwater or i want a drinking yeah. water or i just want to because water bills aren't that expensive but i don't yeah i mean at the same time like i mean looking at like my i'm from toledo and yeah. like all the same stuff with agriculture absolutely the lake erie algae bloom everybody's water was green a case of water was like 20 dollars. right and my dad installed his uh, reverse osmosis system the day before it happened wow and like we was like foresight and it was yeah well it was mainly him just being the like he had the he already had one but he had to replace the filter system gotcha and yeah. i have ro in my house because i don't there's a lot of funky stuff they put in city water, in my Absolutely. opinion, and I don't want to sound like a conspirator or anything, but no, it's chlorine and, and fluoride and all that stuff. It's like you know, that's not in rain. It's not absolutely. And uh, so when when people are are mainly like, so your customer base, like it, it, when people are trying to order this for their homes, is it is it for watering their gardens? Is it for you know, is it for drinking water? What are yes. what are people around Columbus really interested in? So that's a great question. Uh, early on in our business, it was. It was almost exclusively for irrigation, and we were doing a lot of systems where we were supplying water for irrigating lawns, say, because it, honestly, I mean, it, the higher end homes who could afford a system like that were really the only the only people who could afford a system yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so we found ourselves ir irrigating lawns, and you know, we didn't get in in the business to irrigate lawns, so it became yeah. it, there was definitely uh, did it kind some of become a chore business. in a sense. It did. It became. 
it became it became uh, difficult to justify what we were doing. We don't want we didn't get into business to make money. We uh, you know we obviously there there needs to be some of that to stay in yeah, business, yeah. but but that wasn't our end goal. Our end goal was to create a sustainable community or or to to aid in creating a sustainable yeah. community certainly not i mean obviously but, you want to pay yourself though it, it has absolutely. to be a big part of business absolutely <laughs> yes right but but really uh um thankfully we started to to discover that that um that need especially in rural areas of the state where um people were had these systems already there there are thousands literally thousands tens of thousands of houses in ohio that rely on cistern water for their primary water supply and really no one to service them. So, uh, and no one to install new systems. Uh, I mean, that's an under or an overstatement uh, perhaps, yeah. but, but certainly no one specializing in it. So we gravitated toward that, that, that end of things. And now we're at a point where we're almost exclusively installing drinking water systems because that is really where the what need is, what the passion is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, that's really interesting. Um, and then if somebody wanted to contact you to like get this to 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 get your business services like where all do you guys do business cuz it's not just in Columbus. Yeah, that's right. Um we we actually service the the whole region here. We we've done jobs in Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky, certainly Ohio, uh West Virginia, Pennsylvania, um, really all around this area, primarily in Ohio. We try to stay within a couple hours for a lot of our jobs. Um, we just moved into this location. We're, 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 um, we just moved into it. <laughs> it's, still, it's still a little green uh, around here. Uh, um, but um, but uh, certainly we're trying to trying to stay local as much as possible, but also uh, we're, we're moving in a direction where we're wanting to train other people in other parts of the region uh, to, to, to do, a to do this. Business. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Not even like a franchise, like, Hey, we'll train you. You just take this business and keep doing this. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, certainly we, we want to be able to be, uh, uh, we, we, since we've been established for 10 years, we have, um, uh, you know, we, we can stock large orders. We have a, a warehouse just a few blocks from this. This is our administrative uh, Office. place, but yeah, but we have a warehouse so we can stock large quantities of, of products and, and we can make them affordable. So certainly, you know, the, it benefits us to establish other installers in the area insofar as uh, we can supply them at low cost, the, the supplies they need to really get established. So, so it's not just out of goodwill, but yeah. certainly that is the motivating factor to do, to do as much good as we can. And all your equipment as well is all made like you purchase everything or make everything that's all from Ohio and in this region. Yes, for the for the most part, uh, about 75% of our products are sourced in Ohio or we try to yes, we 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 really try to focus on the local economy and um we will we will seek out manufacturing companies to manufacture certain products uh um to try to keep that local local focus, definitely. That's awesome. Well, I tell you what, Jonathan, I'll have to have you on again Absolutely. without a camera on us next time because <laughs> I'm still getting used to it as well. But uh, anyways, want to want to say thank you to Brandon Farley, your Mischief Maker 37. Um, so f subscribe to him on YouTube. Uh, 
Jonathan, if people want to get in touch with you guys and, and follow what you guys do, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, uh, rainbrothers.com is our website. Uh, we do have a Facebook page and Instagram, but we're terrible at keeping, <laughs> keeping up on that. Uh, but yeah, rain, rainbrothers.com. We have some videos on YouTube uh, under uh, Rain Brothers, one word. Um, that's our, that's our channel there. Uh, but yeah, rainbrothers.com is the best. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And there's some good videos too. I was watching some beforehand of just how your guys' systems work and everything. It's pretty fascinating stuff. So thank you. Everybody definitely go and check it out. Um, contact Jonathan if you're in the area of Ohio and you want to talk to him about installing a rainwater drinking system in your house. Absolutely. Well, anyway, sir, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Pleasure. (laughs) 